Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional, if you want to call it that, uh, this little piece is by uh, Tom Watson. Uh, I am sharing uh, his series on Christianity and Socialism. There are six parts. This is part four. Uh, Christianity and Socialism, part four. Critical Race Theory and Marxism in the Church by Tom Watson. As previously noted in this series, more and more Americans are embracing the tenets of socialism due to the influence and agenda in the media and our education system. We have stated that socialism is anti-God, places human opinion above the absolutes of God, and negates the very purpose of a biblical work ethic. It should also be concerning to Christians who believe in the sufficiency of Scripture and the sufficiency of our Lord Jesus Christ that Marxism, that Marxist socialism is infiltrating the evangelical church. Critical race theory, that is CRT, and systematic racism, SR, are terms that may have been unfamiliar for many until now, but both have their roots in Marxism. Social activists and lawyers came up with CRT in the 1980s, which basically follows the Marxist principle that there are two classes of people, the abusers and the abused, as the result of capitalism. A Lighthouse Trails publication states that, quote, critical race theorists believe in institutional or systematic racism. That is, racism is so integrated into our American society that, quote, the systems in place, that is capitalism, create and maintain racial inequality in nearly every facet of life for people of color, end quote. Furthermore, they say that all white people, whether they think, talk, or act, or act like it or not, are racist because they are privy to white privilege and should therefore be in a perpetual state of guilt and apology uh, to people of color. In 1994, Gene Edward Veith, Jr., Postmodern Times, addressed the issue with these words. Moral status is determined not by one's actions, but by one's membership in a group. A young white male is thus encouraged to feel collective guilt for the way white people have mistreated people of color through the centuries and for the way men have historically oppressed women. He may never have owned slaves, massacred Indians, or abused women, yet he should feel guilty for what his ancestors did. So according to CRT, you are a racist, whether you are a racist or not, depending upon your group, color, group or color. Harvard professor Harvey Mansfield points out some of the absurdity of such a theory. The notion of systematic, uh, let me back up, the notion of systemic racism is designed to make you feel guilty about this if you are a white. But why should you? The system did it, not you. You can't change the system. That's what systemic means. Meanwhile, whites are told by the same idea that all their past efforts against white supremacy have been in vain. Nothing they have done has worked or could have worked. Systemic racism is a bogus description that issues an accusation made in doubtful faith that contradicts itself. According to CRT, the only way out for those in the abuser group is to eliminate their success, which is exactly the same goal of socialism. 
The bogus attempt to end racism no doubt involves the father of lies. John 8:44. Satan has deceived multitudes with mandate theories, including CRT. We know from Scripture that the answer to racism and all other conflicts involving mankind is found only in the Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus Christ. Through his death on the cross, Christ made it possible for all to have peace with God and with each other. CRT condemns as a group and removes individual responsibility and accountability for those who are genuinely racist. As Christians, we cannot present to fallen humanity the answer to racism without calling it what it is. It is sin, whether it is racism of the past or present. Christ is the only answer to sin. Group theology gives the sinner an excuse for his sin. CRT also does a disservice to people of color, robbing them of their incentive to improve because, according to CRT, any hardship they are facing is not because of them. It's disheartening to see Christian organizations like the Southern Baptist Convention, Convention CB, uh, SBC, turn to social justice and accept CRT as an answer to racism as they did last year. Yet not all agreed, as one dissenting SBC pastor stated, critical race theory is based upon Marxism, a godless intellectual foundation, and both include a praxis contradictory to the gospel of Jesus Christ. A documentary entitled The Stain of Albert Moeller identifies Moeller, the president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, as a key player in the acceptance of CRT. Others embracing what is known as woke dogmas of the Gospel Coalition and Together for the Gospel, these organizations are represented by well-known evangelical leaders like Moeller, Mark Deaver, Matt Chandler, Tim Keller, John Piper, Alistair Begg, and D.A. Carson, to name a few. CRT is also being embraced by corporation heads like Dan Cathy of Chick-fil-A. We live in the age of theory, and some Christians seem to be more in tune with Roger Goodell and the NFL than the Great Commission. There is tremendous pressure to cave to political correctness, which includes man-made theories like evolution, the, de- the, the, the destruction of the earth by climate change, gender theory, and critical race theory. All of these theories are in conflict with the Word of God and should be rejected by believers. While evangelicals embrace CRT, President Donald Trump brought to halt last month the teaching of CRT in federal agencies where federal employees were being taught that America is inherently racist and that it is racism to see America as a land of opportunity. In the first presidential debate, the the president defended his actions saying they were teaching people to hate our country. Joe Biden responded saying nobody is doing that. He's wrong. However, the Office of Management and Budget reported that government agencies have spent millions of taxpayer dollars on training programs that feature racially divisive anti-American dogma. In the meantime, CRT continues to be taught in many of our schools, churches, and seminaries. According to the World Christian Database, there are 244 million Christians in the United States. Of course, they, like everyone else, cannot separate the tares from the wheat. But regardless, there are enough Christians in America that we should not be in this mess. In the 19th century, Charles Finney was apparently looking ahead when he said, if there is a decay of conscience, the pulpit is responsible for it. If the public press lacks moral discernment, the pulpit is responsible for it. If the church is degenerate and worldly, the pulpit is responsible for it. If the world loses interest in Christianity, the pulpit is responsible for it. 
If Satan rules in the halls of legislation, the pulpit is responsible for it. If our politics become so corrupt that the very foundations of our government are ready to fall away, the pulpit is responsible. You cannot fault every pulpit, as there are still those faithful to the word. However, even in those, the end result does not necessarily get people out of the pew and into the war zone of a world so much in need of Christ. There is an indication that those who are faithful to the gospel will continue to decline. Vief looks at it this way. As the culture becomes more and more lawless and brutal, Christians may even taste persecution. The church may or may not grow in such a climate. I suspect that it will shrink to a faithful remnant. Read the te- I read the, recently I read the testimony of a young Nepali mother who has been persecuted while living among the hostility of Hindu Buddhism and a socialist takeover of the government. She said, quote, If we are content with our believers in the church and we just worship, persecution never comes. When we evangelize, make disciples, then persecution is part of that. Those words clearly align themselves with the words of Scripture. I agree with Francis Schaeffer, who believes that Christians will be silent as long as their own religious activities and lifestyles are not disturbed. He believes, quote, the danger is obviously even greater when the two main values so many people have are personal peace and affluence. In other words, evangelicals will remain hunkered down in their comfort zone while the world goes to hell and the nation falls apart. Are we too proud to call this sin? In the 17th century, Puritan pastor Joseph Carley, living at a time of government corruption and a church that had become worldly, much like today, said this, Our sins have put a sword into the hands of God, and God in justice have put a sword into the hands of unjust men, men skilled to destroy. In this election year, will we move more and more and more into socialism? And will our freedoms be destroyed as as allowed by a sovereign God who may not protect our religious freedom, especially if we do not use those freedoms? Will he place a sword in the hands of the unjust who will destroy even more so the lives of unborn, perhaps without any restrictions? Schaefer states that Christians in America do not need to be in the majority in order to stand against the rise of authoritarian, authoritarian government. Christians need to break their silence, get out of their comfort zone, and share the gospel with a lost and dying world. That's our calling regardless of cultural change or the result of elections. By his grace, it's time for America to see through, to see. By his grace, it's time for America to see, through us, the greatness of our God again. Coming soon, cultural Marxism in America everywhere we look. Lord, we thank you for your truth, which does not change, and you, the eternal God, do not change. And Lord, I pray that we as your people would stand fast on the truth uh, as it is, the gospel truth. Really, our calling is a gospel calling. Uh, The world does what the world does, and it will go where it goes. And really, Our concern is your concern, and that is you are building a church, a forever family of believers. Help us to be faithful in giving out the gospel, standing for the truth, uh, no matter what the consequences may be. Lord, we do see apostasy all around, especially the church. And uh, so, Lord, we, we pray that you would help us to be what you would have us to be for such a time as this. And I pray in Christ's name. Amen.